0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Up North Trip. It's Christmas Eve, and I'm your host, Sean Lawson. Today, we are going to be recapping all the action of Week 16. Yes, the NFL is coming to a close with one week left to play in the NFL. Week 17 coming up this Sunday. All those teams in action on Sunday. There's no Monday night. There's no Thursday night football. There's no Saturday games. We saw Saturday games take place last uh, Sunday, this Sunday that just passed us. And uh, yeah, going to be really uh, depressing once the NFL regular season comes to a close. But we get college football playoff games, bowl games. We also get NFL playoff games, which are the best football games to be played for the remainder of 2019 going early into 2020. And uh, it's yeah, it's gonna be great. We have a packed show for you. A lot of news, a lot of exciting NFL news, um, little NBA news as well. And uh, yeah, we're gonna get right into it with recapping Week Week 16. So, like I said earlier, three Saturday game, Saturday games played last weekend. To start, we had the Houston Texans taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a game where we saw quarterback Jameis Winston throw. For four picks and only one touchdown on Saturday, the Houston Texans only win by three points, 23-20 final score there, and win the AFC South, making it their fourth title in the last five years. Jameis, Jameis Winston has 28 interceptions on the year in 2019. Six of those picks were pick sixes and I believe that's a record of some sort I believe Jameis Winston tied the record for most pick sixes in a season and uh, yeah he's just you never know what you're gonna get it's honestly it's kind of cool watching him play like obviously I'm not a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan I could obviously see the um, dire need to change the quarterback because he's just a turnover machine but he, he's electric. You, you don't know what you're going to get. It's entertaining. You don't know if he's going to get picked off on his first throw, on his first drive of the game, which he has done multiple times this season. And I don't know. He's just fun to watch. He's hilarious when he fumbles the ball. It's just amazing. Jameis Winston, you're a beauty. I, And apparently the team wants to extend him. So we're going to see Jameis Winston for maybe another year out there in Tampa Bay. Who knows? Who knows what the Buccaneers do, but congrats to the Texans winning the AFC South, the more important thing to talk about other than Jameis Winston. Yeah, and the Texans improving on a little uh, dynasty there in the AFC South for the last five years um, with the AFC South title, which is amazing and a testament to what they're doing out there in Houston. Moving forward, we had the battle of the AFC East between the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots. The Patriots have won their 11th straight AFC East title with the win at home over the division rival Buffalo Bills, 24-17 final score there. The Patriots' offense finally looked good and trustworthy on Saturday. Um, Here's a fun stat. If running back Sonny Michelle gets a 60-plus yard rushing day for the Patriots, the Patriots will win. When this happens... The Patriots are seventeen and zero when Sony Michelle gets sixty plus rushing yards. So, key to key to any uh, team going up in the uh, against the Patriots in the coming weeks in the playoffs, um, shut down Sony Michelle and maybe you got a shot, and uh, go from there and try to stop them on offense. They they can beat you with Julian Edelman and uh, Nikhil Harry that a. Uh, A relationship between Tom Brady and Nikhil Harry is finally starting to peak and get trustworthy and strong. So who knows? The the Patriots inching towards a bye um, in the upcoming week against, uh, they have to play Miami and they're one game up on Kansas City. So let's see how this game, uh, these games shake out. It's going to be exciting week 17. Um, Also another little note on the game when the game was tied at half, ten to ten, the the Bills scoring late with a big touchdown thrown by Josh Allen. I thought the Bills were going to pull off the upset, you know, come out strong in the second half. It looks like that was going that way. They had the momentum. They were dominating on defense uh, in the second quarter, but uh, unfortunately, that's not the way it came out. Tough place to play in Foxborough, and you just you you can't really uh, kick field goals. I know in their starting drive. Uh, Josh Allen and the tight end didn't connect on a easy um lob pass that just went over the tight end in the end zone. You can't kick field goals in Foxborough, and and it showed it it really dictated the uh, the final score in the game. However however Bills fans it's not total um disbelief. You're not exited out of the playoffs. You're not kicked out. The Bills are still in the playoffs locking down the 5th seed wild card spot. So, bills in the playoffs. You love to see it and I I can't wait what they uh, what they do. It's going to be great. And the last game on the Saturday slate of games, we had a NFC West showdown between the Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. In the battle of the NFC West, the 49ers improved to 12 and 3 on the year, 12 wins, 3 losses and win on a 33-yard game-winning field goal by kicker Robbie Gould as time expired. Rams are officially eliminated from the playoffs as their Super Bowl hangover season comes to a crash and burn and shit the bed. You know, it was a real testament. Their um, offensive line struggled early in the season. Um, Jared Goff struggled mightily as well. And then on the back end... Of the season, you had their defense kind of crumble. Um, you got you got to realize uh, and wonder if the trades they made earlier in the season, with Marcus Peters sending him to Baltimore, and then sending veteran um, safety Akib Talib to Miami, really kind of you know maybe helped hinder them on the defensive uh, front for them. You know, but 49ers are currently the one seed in the NFC playoff race. And that's what you want. You want uh, the run uh, the playoffs to run through you. You want to get all the home games. Home field advantage is obviously the best for any team, but the San Francisco 49ers have to play the another division opponent, the Seattle Seahawks, week seventeen. It's has been flexed to prime time. That game has been flexed to prime time. And uh yeah, we'll see we'll see who gets the NFC um Number one seed could be the Saints, could be the Packers, could be the 49ers now. Crazy. Moving on to Sunday, we saw the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the New York Jets. Revenge game for Le'Veon Bell. And I didn't know this, but uh, Heinz Ward, former wide receiver of the Pittsburgh Steelers, is a part of the coaching staff on the New York Jets. Uh, I saw that on the sideline him getting a Gatorade bath at the end of the game because we'll we'll get there. Um he's on the coaching staff. I just wanted to point that off uh, that out. I I didn't realize he was on the coaching staff. That's kind of weird. But revenge game for those two. The Steelers didn't know who they wanted to play for at uh, quarterback for them against the Jets as head coach Mike Tomlin of the Steelers struggled to keep Um, The choice of Devlin Hodges or Mason Rudolph in the game, switching out both QBs throughout the game. Um, Devlin Hodges with two early picks, so that meant he sent in Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph wasn't performing, so he took him out and put Devlin Hodges back in. Well, the quarterback mess-up of starting, pulling, starting, pulling came for a loss for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Jets came out victorious, 16-10 final and uh, saw this funny little note on NFL.com. The Jets, this is their first uh, positive 6-plus win season since 2015. So that's just a testament of how bad the Jets have been. And, uh, yeah, Bobby Sims, man, um, a buddy of mine, we made a bet that uh, if the Packers and or Jets had a better winning season this year... Um. Whoever had the most wins would get 20 bucks. I'm a Packers fan and look at them. They're 12 and three Bobby Sims. You guys are six and 10. I need my 20 bucks, man. Pay up. Let's go. Moving on. We had the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Cleveland, Ohio. And, uh, the Baltimore Ravens steamrolled the Browns in Ohio 31 to 15. Ravens clinched the number 1 seed in the AFC playoff picture for the first time in team history, which is crazy. Um so that means each time they won their Super Bowl, they were um I believe a low lower seeded. I, I think they did it one year as the sixth seed and uh, I forget their first Super Bowl what seed they were, but nonetheless kudos to them. Congratulations. Um in the game, you saw star wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. very upset with head coach Freddie Kitchens, screaming at him, very frustrated on the sideline. And uh, I think Freddie Kitchens is a one and done head coach for the Cleveland Browns. He's just—he's not a good play caller, and he—he's he's just way in over his head. Um, yeah, he doesn't know when to throw the ball, doesn't know when to run the ball. It's—it's it's just a mess. It's just a big time mess. Um, I think it's time to let go of Freddie Kitchens for the Cleveland Browns. Um, moving on, we have the Carolina Panthers traveling to Indianapolis. Carolina tried to go into Indianapolis and they got absolutely destroyed. They got the shit kicked out of them as they take the L 38 to 6 final there. Little note, a lot of these games didn't mean a lot, so I didn't write a lot about them. Uh, I didn't really take a lot of notes for the games. That didn't really matter. Um, But Christian McCaffrey, running back for the Carolina Panthers, most receptions by a running back in a season in NFL history with 109 receptions on the season with also a game left to play for the star running back. Moving on to Cincinnati taking on the Miami Dolphins, the toilet bowl of the late NFL season in a game that came down to the wire in overtime. We saw the mighty Fitz magic doing Fitz magic things, pulling tricks out of his hat and getting the W 38 to 35 Bengals say something nice about the Bengals. The Bengals secure the number one overall pick in the upcoming 2020 draft so looking for a quarterback maybe joe burrow um i know a lot of them a lot of this team needs a lot of needs and um you know what maybe they could ship out their veterans in the off season and try to get some picks Geno atkins um maybe veteran wide receiver aj green who knows they gotta get rid of some people and get some draft capital the number one pick will help but I don't think it will be a huge thing at the end of it all. We move on to Jacksonville versus Atlanta. This game happened. Uh, I'm not going to bullshit you. It, it just happened. Um, Little notes that I wrote about this game. Running back Devontae Freeman looking like his old self with multiple TDs in the game. He had a couple. Final score, 24-12. And uh, perhaps head coach Dan Quinn of the Atlanta Falcons might have saved his job with these late season wins. I know he was at the, on the hot seat when the team was um, one in six, but you know this team winning uh, five of of the last you know six is a, a testament that their team is not quitting on the coach. Um, kind of in the way that the Browns are quitting on Freddie Kitchens out there in Cleveland. You know, they they want to fight for this guy. Matt Ryan was very vocal um, in the win against the 49ers uh, two weeks ago that he wants Dan Quinn there. So it's a testament to what the Falcons want as their head coach. And uh, it, it's showing because they're going out and they're winning for him. We move on to a battle of the NFC East Basement, another game that went to overtime on Sunday. This game was electric, uh, multiple lead changes in a high-scoring affair that saw the uh, Daniel Jones, quarterback of the uh, New York Giants, win 41-35 to in the battle of the basement of the shittiest division in the NFL, the NFC East. So just a mess, but a great game played by the um, first-round draft picks for the Washington Redskins and the New York Giants, Daniel Jones and um, Dwayne Haskins. We saw Dwayne Haskins exit. Uh, in the second half, due to an ankle injury, so all the best to him, and get healthy for next year. Uh, you know, just put in Case Keenum and next week and see what happens. Um, they're playing the Eagles, so I don't know. It's it should be it. Should, uh, whoa, voice crack. Whoa, damn, that was a big one. Um, it should be a garbage game, uh, but the Philadelphia Eagles going into play there. Um, I think they'll I think they'll get the W. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles will. So just just rest your young kid out there in Washington and don't overthink it. We move on to the New Orleans Saints traveling to Tennessee. This game was pretty cool. We saw the Titans come out and put up 14 straight points early in the uh, first half. But the Drew Brees led Saints and Michael Thomas surged and made the comeback 38-28. to wide receiver Michael Thomas broke the single season record for of most receptions in NFL history that was held by former Colts Indianapolis Colts wide receiver Marvin Harrison and this guy it's, it's really on Twitter his handle is cantguardmike if you didn't know this guy does not drop the ball i think he has one drop on the season um i like the saints They're probably my second favorite team in the NFC. Um, When the Packers were struggling and have a struggling season, I usually went for them in the playoffs. They got cheated each time um, in the past two years where the Packers weren't good. So I was going for them in the playoffs. And uh, I think the next jersey I get, I already have a Camara jersey. I think I'm going to have to get a Michael Thomas jersey. This guy is a beast. He is a fucking stud. And it uh, and it shows. So, congrats to Michael Thomas and congrats to the Saints on the big win. We move on to Oakland versus the Chargers. Uh, I'm just gonna tell you the final score out there. The Oakland Raiders came out on top of the woeful Chargers, 24 to 17. I'm gonna say it again, Philip Rivers, just retire, man. You are terrible. He had it since moving to LA. It's like playing. Your whole season, like you're on an away game. No home field advantage. There's none. You have, they're having to resort to silent counts for the Chargers. Just move them back to San Diego. I don't know. I'm not well educated in what happened with the whole San Diego fiasco, moving them to LA. But ever since then, you just, they've just been atrocious. They went to the playoffs last year. You know, they got dominated by the Patriots, and this year they've just looked like crap. Like, and it, they ran it back. They had pretty much all the same guys in there for them, and uh, just just terrible. So, Philip Rivers, once again, just retire, buddy. Go, go chill with your 14 billion children, and, you know, rest that arm, because every time you throw the ball, it looks like it's going to snap off your body like a fucking Lego man. I don't know. That's that's what I have to say about the Chargers. They're so disappointing. They're so disappointing. And you know what, Raiders, how come you couldn't have gotten the win in Oakland last week against Jacksonville? What the hell? And then you go into LA and you get the W. What the hell is that? And another another cool note about the Raiders, I actually do have some stuff to say about this <laughs> this uh, Raiders team. They could still technically make the playoffs. They're sitting at 7-8. and eight, they would need a lot of things to happen. Um, they would need the Titans to lose uh, next Sunday. They would need the Pittsburgh Steelers to lose. They would need a, a few other teams to win um, to keep them, obviously, afloat. But they could grab the sixth seed in the AFC playoff uh, hunt, which is crazy to me. I, I thought they'd be eliminated a long time ago, but the Oakland Raiders still in it. Let's see if they could get it done. I'm hoping for the most madness in um, week 17 with uh, the Green Bay Packers obviously winning and everyone else losing that's in front of them and the Green Bay Packers taking the number one seed. But, hey, if the Oakland Raiders could grab a playoff spot, I'm here for it. I know I said I wanted the Titans in the playoffs, but I would love the Raiders too just to see John Gruden's dumb face as he looks on the sideline in the playoff game against, uh, I don't know, the Chiefs or the... uh, uh, or the Houston Texans. I, I don't know. I I would love to see his dumb, stupid face on the sideline. We move on to the Detroit Lions taking on the Denver Broncos. Drew Locke and the Broncos get the W over the terrible Detroit Lions, twenty-seven to seventeen. Uh, God, Detroit man, Ugh. just injury-plagued all year, and the record shows, that, guys, they've won, they've lost. Sorry, eleven straight. 11 straight. That's crazy. They were 3 0 1 at one point and they lost 11 games straight. That's crazy. Wow. Anyways, moving on to the Dallas and Philadelphia game, which was pretty boring, if I do say myself. I uh, watched a bit of it and I just, you know, didn't care for it and went and chilled with my family. But in this matchup against the NFC East Division rivals, we saw the Philadelphia Eagles come out on top and take stranglehold of the division at 8 and 7 with the win over the Cowboys 17 to 9 final score there. Listen, head coach Jason Garrett is getting canned. He's getting fired big time at the end of the season. With all that talent on the roster and you can't go and get double digit wins. It's it's um, it amazes me. Uh, his fourth down decisions of Clearly not going for it most of the time. I think he's gone for a handful of times on the season. His uh, decision making—it's—it's it's just been terrible. And the and the defense also for the uh, Dallas Cowboys has just been atrocious. With the weapons that the Eagles do have, these you know third string, undrafted guys, second string guys, and they're coming in and they're beating you. Come on, man! What is that? I I don't get it. But Philadelphia Eagles could could win out and uh, win the NFC East and host a playoff game, which is crazy to me. At um, I believe they'll finish with a record of nine and seven, positive. But they could also win it at eight and eight. Uh, it's crazy. I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Moving on, we have the upset of the week. If I do say myself, we saw the Arizona Cardinals defeat the Seattle Seahawks 27 to 13. Rookie quarterback Kyler Murray even left the game with a hamstring injury. And then we saw backup quarterback Brett Hundley step in and throw the ball around for the victory for the Cardinals. Yeah, um, big injury news for Seattle. We'll, we'll get to that in the news portion of the podcast. But yeah, crazy stuff, crazy stuff out of Arizona big running plays by the quarterbacks Kyler Murray and Brett Hundley late in the game and it was it was a testament of their victory over the Seahawks you know I didn't see that coming for sure but uh Seahawks huge crucial loss because in the NFC we have the 49ers at 12 and 3 we have the Saints at 12 and 3 and we have the Packers at 12 and 3 and now the the Seahawks are sitting at 11 and 4 you know they were hoping for that first round bye they perhaps could still get it if they beat the 49ers next week and knock them out of the one spot. But if the Saints win, you're also hoping for a Saints loss. If the Saints win, you know, you, you have to play a wildcard weekend. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. It could be, um, you know, up against the um, – who's currently this uh, Wild wildcard teams? Uh, the Vikings or the um, – who else? Who else? Goddamn. I'm blanking right now. Anyways, uh, you know, you want, the, you want the playoffs to run through your home field advantage. And in the Legion of Boom in Seattle, you know, you have one of the loudest crowds out there. So that's unfortunate for Seattle. But, uh, hey, better, better for my team. That's all that matters. We move on to the Sunday night game. Kansas City versus Chicago Bears. The Chicago Bears are dead as the Chiefs hand them a spanking 26-3. Former kicker for the Bears, Cody Parker, isn't the only kicker to hit a double-doink field goal in Soldier Field. We saw on Sunday night, kicker Harrison Butker of the Chiefs hit a double-doink as well. And another note, Trubisky is so bad. This guy is so bad. The Chicago Bears have to move on from him. I'm sorry. It's not working out. He is check down Charlie. And I say this because late in the game, you know, you're trying to muster up some points and try to not look as embarrassing as you did. But on a 4th and 23 late in the fourth quarter, he checks down to his tight end and gets maybe seven yards. It was it was god awful. The Bears, man. You know what? You could keep them. By all means, go and do that. Um, you Their defense isn't what they were a season ago. And you know you don't have a first-round draft pick. You don't have a second-round draft pick in this 2020 NFL upcoming draft. So the Bears could be bad for another season if they don't have, um, if they don't make a quarterback move. They might have to trade away some players too to make some um, cap space. So the Chicago Bears, man, if you're a Bears fan, I hope you like that uh, 2018 NFC division champ because that's as close of a Super Bowl as you're going to get. We move on with the recap of Week 16. We wrap it up on Monday night of the Green Bay Packers taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Green Bay is once again your NFC North champs as they get the win over the Vikings 23-10. Although the Vikings had recovered two fumbles and picked off Aaron Rodgers in the game on Monday for the first time since Week 6, Aaron Rodgers got intercepted. They only mustered up points on turnovers. Their 10 points came off of the turnovers of the Green Bay Packers. The Vikings had a total of 139 yards on offense. Kirk Cousins was terrible once again in primetime, improving to 7 wins and 15 losses in primetime. And he's 0-9 on Monday night games, a testament of... Staying in there and keeping your game plan for the Packers. Darius Smith, the outside linebacker for the Packers, kept the Packers in the game with three and a half sacks and was a problem all night for the Vikings and Kirk Cousins in that offensive line. The momentum of the game really took a turn with cornerback Kevin King intercepting Kirk Cousins for the Packers. And uh, Aaron Rodgers gets his first... Uh, first win in m Bank Stadium out there in Minnesota. So some someone had to win a game. You know, uh, it was either Kirk Cousins winning in primetime or Aaron Rodgers winning his first game in M&T Bank Stadium. But thankfully for Green Bay Packer Nation, it was Aaron Rodgers getting his first win in that stadium. We win the NFC North, and it's it's a great feeling. And uh, we move on to Detroit To hopefully get the number one seed. There's a chance to get the playoffs running through Green Bay. And uh, I'm here for it. I I loved what I saw last night. And, you know, they they played better on defense. Defense kept us in the game all night. The offense did struggle mightily. Three, almost four fumbles. You know, you saw Aaron Jones um, with uh, a fumble. Devontae Adams with a fumble. Aaron Rodgers with a pick, and Jimmy Graham also almost with a fumble. Geronimo, Geronimo Allison, the wide receiver there, covering up the uh, lost fumble for Graham. Um, but you know what I haven't seen all season is when Aaron Jones struggles early, he's kind of a ghost for the rest of the game. Well, in this game, he scored two touchdowns and kind of had a bounce back, and you love seeing that. Um, I think he either ties Christian McCaffrey... For the touchdown lead for the running backs, and uh, yeah, I love what the Packers are doing. They're winning ugly, and this is who they are now. There's no more big play, uh, back shoulder throws for Aaron Rodgers keeping them in games. Um, so I love what the Packers are doing. I'm I think I'm trying to wrap my head around it and not get so frustrated anymore. So congrats to the Green Bay Packers and uh, go Packo. We move on to the news. And uh, like I said earlier, the Seattle Seahawks making news uh, one in the injury category. And uh, in a signing, signing category, running back Chris Carson is headed to season-ending injury, the IR list, with a season-ending hip fracture injury that he suffered against the Cardinals. Um, they also lost their third-string running back in the game against the Cardinals. So they, they have to move to the free agent market. And who do they turn to? They turned to beast mode who contacted the team and they signed him to a one-year deal last night as Monday night football was wrapping up in a corresponding move. They also signed running back Robert Turbin. Um, I I think that's his name (laughs) or that's how you pronounce his name. But you know, the return of beast mode, I'm here for it. The only uh, player and person that I like on the Seattle Seahawks is Marshawn Lynch. And when they didn't run the football on the goal line, pretty much in that um, Super Bowl against the Patriots, that iconic interception by um, Malcolm Butler, you, you know they fucked up. And Marshawn was like, you know what? Fuck this place. I'm out of here. And <laughs> it showed. And now that he's back. I feel like this would give a spark to all the fans, to the team. You have Marshawn back. I'm sure he could play. We'll have to see on Sunday, but all the best to Marshawn, and I I can't wait to see him on Sunday night against the 49ers. It's going to be crazy. A little NFL news. We also have the Carolina Panthers. They interviewed former Packers head coach Mike McCarthy for the head coaching out there in Carolina. Hopefully he gets a gig this uh, this offseason, um, if not a lot of rumors saying, saying that he will be maybe involved with the Cleveland Browns, but we'll have to see and wait on that news if they do let go of Freddie Kitchens. Um, but Mike McCarthy, hopefully get the, the spot out there in Carolina. That'd be pretty cool. Um, also, some positive injury news. J.J. Watt set to return off of injured reserve for the Houston Texans. Will be back. Reports say he will be back for the playoffs as the um, Texans secure their AFC South, and they will play a wild card team, either um, the Buffalo Bills or whoever goes and grabs that final um, six seed playoff spot, wild card spot, whether it be the Titans or the um, the Steelers or. If all madness breaks loose, the Oakland Raiders. Let's see who wins that one. But good news for J.J. Watt, the Wisconsin Badger, former Wisconsin Badger. Love to hear that news as well. Um, some other little news. We have uh, some NBA news. Um, Cleveland, The Cleveland uh, Cavaliers send Jordan Clarkson to Utah for Dante Exum from the Utah Jazz so a little player player trade there in the NBA we also have um, little baseball news we have we're, we're talking baseball as the Toronto Blue Jays sign uh, Hyunjin Ryu from the Dodgers to an 80 million four-year deal so um, the Blue Jays, the Toronto Blue Jays getting some pitcher help and finally spending that money. They're a young team and they get a uh, sort of veteran um, pitcher out there in Toronto. Good to see. They also grab um, Shaw from the uh, Brewers. Uh, Yeah, Travis Shaw from the Brewers on a one year deal with the infielder from the Milwaukee Brewers. So the Jays making moves, man. Uh, Hopefully they're competitive once again uh in the MLB and uh who knows maybe the uh maybe the Blue Jays try to make a playoff push I remember when they were in the playoffs uh, a few years ago it was electric all the Montrealers were listening to games uh I know I was working at a shipping company and we had the games on during the day um working and listening to the Blue Jays play so you know uh, good job for the Blue Jays they're finally spending their money I'm not very um, well-versed in the world of baseball, but I thought I'd just point that out. Um, and another baseball news, huge news for the game, um, the, the MLB umpires reached a deal to cooperate with electric strike zone testing um, because of the calls that these umpires are making with balls that are in the strike zone or balls that were thrown outside the strike zone, and they're calling these batters out when the ball is clearly a thrown ball and way on the inside of the um, the the batter. It's 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 just terrible. It's it's another referee kind of uh, scandal out there, and it's happening in you know the NHL, the NFL, the now the MLB. But the MLB trying to uh, Correct it, and uh, it's it's good. You you love seeing that, and I'm sure all the baseball fans are going to be happy about that one. Um, So yeah, that's gonna do it here for the news. We're also going to be uh, previewing the week seventeen matchups. Just because I'm not gonna be having a lot of time. It is time of the of the year where you spend it with family, and uh, so yeah, I'm going to be recording a preview of the nfl week 17 right now so we'll get into it there is no warm beer cold beer um today as well i gotta wrap up this show um because we're approaching on almost an hour now um oh no 30 minutes okay we're good but we're going to preview week 17 every team in action no sunday night no thursday night i mean no (laughs) there's going to be a sunday night sorry about that no monday night football no saturday games No Thursday games Um, it's all happening on Sunday week 17 the last week in the NFL regular season how did this go so fast every year I'm so astonished that the season goes way too fast and I'm just sitting here at the end of December depressed and missing my football Uh, but you know what we'll get into it and preview week 17 to start we have the Battle of Ohio with the Cleveland Browns traveling to Cincinnati. Um, I think the Browns win this game and end on a winning uh, scenario to wrap up the abysmal 2019 season that has been. Um, this, this win will not dictate uh, if they fire or keep Freddie Kitchens. But I think it will dictate whether um, Jarvis Landry or Odell Beckham Jr. stay in Cleveland. Um, If they lose this game, this is going to be a terrible, terrible scene. But um, I I think I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns on this one. We go into the battle of the AFC East. We have the Dolphins traveling to Foxborough. With the New England Patriots trying to secure that number one, uh, that number two seed, sorry. Um, I think they get it done. There's no way the Patriots are going to lose the Dolphins. It's not like they're playing in Miami, um, where weird things do happen for the Patriots, but they're playing at Foxborough. They should blow out this team single handedly, get another momentum burst on the offensive side of the ball, and head into the playoffs on a bye. Uh, Like we see almost every other year for the Patriots. So the Patriots get the W there. Another division matchup. Wow, a lot of division maps. Wow, I think this whole... Yep. Yep. This whole week 17 are all division matchups. Wow, that's crazy. Anyways, we move on to an NFC North showdown. We have the Chicago Bears... Um, traveling to Minnesota. Uh, I think Minnesota gets the win here. You know, you have Kirk Cousins. It's not prime time. It's against the Bismol Bears. Um, so we'll give Kirk Cousins the win because it's, it's he's playing at 1 o'clock at home. So he'll get the win there. We move on to the Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Although the Patriots will most likely win, the Chiefs will also win just falling short of a game um, game back of the Patriots trying to get that number two seed. Although the Chiefs will probably get the win against the Chargers. So book that for the Chiefs because the Chargers are just terrible. They're just god-awful. And I think it's the end of Phillip Rivers for the Los Angeles Chargers as they move into their new stadium next uh, next season, I believe. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. We also have a feel good game for the Buffalo Bills. They have the Jets coming into their building. Final game to be played in um, New Era Stadium for the Buffalo Bills. Bills will get a W here. Book it. You know, the ride into the playoff picture, the NFC uh, wild card games with a win, feeling nice as they get to beat up on the New York Jets and Sam Darnold. We have next the Packers traveling to Detroit. Um, you know, the Packers kind of control their destiny, trying to grab that number one seed, um, ho- hopefully with a 49ers loss. All they need is a 49ers loss because um, they do have a better um, division record against uh, compared to the Saints. The, the Saints lost a couple games um, this year. But the Packers uh, sitting at five and zero against their division—that's kind of like the tiebreaker scenario over the Saints, the New Orleans Saints. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give it to the Packers. I would love to see them at the number one seed in the NFC and have the playoffs run through Lambeau and try to make a Super Bowl. Um, I'm feeling good. I'm very. I'm feeling very confident for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, that win last night really kind of settled me down and got me relaxed. And you know what, like I said earlier, wrapping my head around how their um, game plan works and how they're not doing that kind of uh, gun slinging mentality for Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't have to play the hero anymore. He just has to, you know, control the tempo game, control the time of possession and, and win in, a, in an ugly fashion. I know a lot of people don't like it. And they're coming out with that stigma that uh Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, he's washed up. He's not elite anymore. But if he wins a if he wins a Super Bowl this year, I think all those all those people should get fired and prove the doubters wrong. So go pack go. They get the win against the Lions um, on Sunday. We move on to the Saints, who are also trying to control their destiny. They need a win a Packers loss and a 49ers loss to take that. Um, number one seed in the NFC, so a lot to lot to go for them. They also need to win against uh, the Panthers. That saw them last time these two teams played come down to a game-winning field goal by Will Lutz. So it should be a good game, man, especially with the NFC South. When these two teams play, throw the records out. It's, it's always a dogfight in this division but I think we'll see the Saints coming out on top because I don't know who the Panthers are going to be um, starting for quarterback, whether it be Will Greer or Kyle Allen, um, but book it for the Saints. We move on to the other NFC South showdown between the Falcons and Buccaneers. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Jameis Miss Winston came out at home against the Falcons and just dominated through for a bunch of touchdowns, through for a bunch a, for a bunch of passing yards, and he's about to hit five five thousand um, passing yards with this game, unless he you know gets knocked out of the game for some odd reason. But uh, I don't see it. He's also playing with a broken thumb, apparently. <laughs> um, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm gonna go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, in this game. A Little upset. Let's go, Jameis Winston. I want to see some big playability, and I want to see you turn over the football too because it's hilarious. We move on to the Philadelphia Eagles at 4 o'clock taking on the New York Giants. Sorry, I thought they played the Washington Redskins, but they do, however, play the New York Giants to wrap up their season in MetLife. The Eagles control their destiny. They're trying to win their division um, with a win. They do so and I think they will. So fly, Eagles, fly. You guys will host a playoff game, and you know what? Hopefully, you guys get healthy for the playoffs. Um, I, I I know y'all need it, and uh, hopefully, with this win, y'all 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 prove the uh, doubters wrong. And you know, fly, Eagles, fly. I have a lot of friends that are Eagles fans, so I'm hoping for the best for y'all. Um, and that's who I'm going with over the Giants. We move to the Houston Texans and the Tennessee Titans. Here's here's the thing: I think the Texans should do. They should rest all their star players. Um, rest, um, rest Deshaun Watson. Rest. Um, wow, why am I blanking on his name right now? But rest all your stars. You already beat the Titans once. You just let them come in. Try to make a playoff. Uh, try to make the playoffs with the six seed, and you go and you play them probably next week in the playoffs again, and you kick their ass because you already kicked their ass once. So the Houston Texans, Bill O'Brien, just please rest your starters. You know, you get them feeling fresh, you get them feeling loose for the next time you have to play the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs, and you win. It's, uh, you see, last year, what the Chicago Bears did wrong Was that they played the Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles got into the playoffs, okay? And we saw that Nick Foles went into Chicago and won because of the double doink, the infamous double doink. You you just flip that into the AFC. You let the Titans win against you. You don't eliminate them, and you then you play them in the playoffs and kick their ass. This is what you need to do because it's 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 more beneficial. I think it's more beneficial for y'all because you've already seen them, you've already played them, and you know they're trying. They're going to be playing hard this week, week seventeen, to try to make the playoffs. So you just let them come in, you let them get the W, and you get to play on the playoffs with all your starters. You rest your starters, but Bill O'Brien probably won't do that because he's a big butt chin dummy. Anyways, we move on to and the other. NFC East Showdown, the Cowboys hoping for a Philadelphia Eagles lost a gift from the New York Giants um, after Christmas. but I think the Cowboys will get the win obviously because they're playing the Redskins and we don't know the health of Dwayne Haskins right now, but I think they just fall short. They lost to the Eagles last uh, last week uh, on Sunday and uh, it's a testament to how terrible their season is going. They do end their season on a high note. They will improve to 8-8. Eight eight. It's just the other regular 8-8 eight eight Cowboys once again with uh, Jason Garrett stamp on his resume. I went 8-8 eight eight for the most of my career as a head coach. <laughs> wow, a lot of 4 o'clock games. This is crazy. Anyways, uh, moving on to the Steelers versus the Ravens. We've already heard that the Ravens are resting all their starters. Mark Ingram resting, Lamar Jackson resting. So who knows, maybe the Steelers could win this game and punch their ticket into that six seed spot in the AFC. But with the quarterback play that the Steelers are doing right now, I don't see how they can win this game. I think Robert Griffin III is going to get the win for the Baltimore Ravens, book it for the Ravens. We also have Indianapolis Colts taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I'm going to give this one to the Colts. Uh, they've been playing very well. They blew, out the, they knocked the socks off of the Panthers, and I think the Jaguars are just another team like that. So give it to the Colts. Jacoby Brissett gets another um win under his belt. Um uh, reports coming out of Indianapolis that the Colts will be in the quarterback market this off season. So I guess the um quarterback uh picture for. Jacoby Brissett out there could be done if he doesn't outperform the person that they do pick up, whether it be the draft pick or the um, or someone they sign um, this offseason. But it looks like the Jacoby Brissett uh, team out there in Indianapolis is done. We move on to the Raiders taking on the Denver Broncos in Mile High. Tough place to play. You know what? I think I'm gonna give it to Drew Locke and the and the Broncos. Tough place to play. Drew Locke is playing pretty well. You know, granted he is playing against some tough teams, but I think he he continues his winning ways. And you know what? I think Denver next season they ride with Drew Lock. They don't make any acquisitions. You see what this guy gives you. He's three and one as a starter right now. So you got to see what you what you have. You got to get that full season to see what this kid has. And uh, I, I believe in Drew Locke. So I'm going to book it for the Broncos. We have the Rams taking on the Cardinals. You know what? I'm going to go with the Cardinals here because I don't believe in the Los Angeles Rams. I think their terrible season continues um, for the Los Angeles Rams. And you know what? Hopefully, Kyle Murray, the hamstring uh, injury that he suffered, wasn't huge. Um, but hopefully comes back and plays this game so let's go Cardinals and in prime time for the um for the NFC West right yeah because if the Seattle Seahawks win on Sunday at home against the 49ers they win the NFC West um because they have they w- will hopefully get two games up on the 49ers they will boot them into the fifth seed in the playoffs in the NFC, and then, um, yeah, the the Seattle Seahawks will get the two seed, so I'm going to go with the Seahawks here, the return of uh, Beast Mode, the return of Marshawn Lentz, let's go Seahawks, you've done it before, you beat them in their house, it's time to beat them now in your house, so let's go Seahawks, that's going to do it for week 17, the NFL 2019 regular season, that's going to do it, that's going to wrap it up sad to say it, but it's got to happen. And uh, once again, guys, I appreciate you guys tuning in and showing your support. Each week for me, I'm truly blessed. And uh, Merry Christmas to all of you. Happy holidays. Uh, safe new year. And uh, we'll, we'll see you come playoff football time. And, uh, yeah, once again, thanks a lot. And, uh, see you next week. Peace out.